0: ju now I'm cool now they're watching me when I come through now they know it now It's they're asking me who what when how hey friend, I don't catch your wave now then I stand down
1: okay, what's up everybody hey, hey. Hey. the whole squad's here Gang, gang, gang. Sorry. <laughs> it's a gang thing today. Yeah, it's a sisterhood podcast. We are hoping to have this one up on iTunes. Don't tell anyone. So, if we actually get up on iTunes, this is our tester and like, welcome to the secret society. <laughs> okay. These past couple of weeks have been so fun in toronto there's been so much going on so many festivals but the one that i want to talk about the two is carabana if you guys have seen we were at carabana we got to take some pictures not as much as i wanted because we were also in costume
2: we played mass (laughs) y'all
1: yeah it it was fine we played mass and really we could only stay within our limits i guess within our what's it called section section thank you so it was hard to get pictures but it was so much fun to the people who Organized caravan, like we're really happy and we had a good time, but because of us, not because of you, most of yeah. it, <laughs> because y'all dropped feel. the ball. <laughs> like, we had one girl, she came over and she was like, um, yeah, our DJ got too drunk, so <laughs> so our truck had to stop, and stop. so yeah, and so their section leader was like, "Just go dance with whoever you want to dance with, What's like wh- whatever oh other God. section." And she's not even in our band at all. I was wondering, she w- and she was like, "So I came over here because her sister was playing math too." And wondering. I was like, "How are you it's gonna stop a whole door. truck? Cause y'all were too turned. Like and that <laughs> doesn't make any sense." But That's... what some people did across the stage but i had a good time yeah my question is how drunk is too
0: drunk to dj
2: <laughs> right well because it's not just drunk drunk it's the heat yeah oh, you know what yeah it was really and everybody hot. they were passing out mad water but like mm-hmm. you forget in that heat you need electrolytes exactly. and that's where people were getting catch i almost got catch
1: yeah <laughs> i made sure i was in this shade i was drinking lots of water oh i was God. Good.
2: This one has the uncanny ability to find every spare piece of shade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, listen, I know how to take care of myself. I'm, you're not I about to catch me slipping. And like,
2: she's, she dipped.
1: And i like, like I
2: look over to the tiniest piece of shade. I guess it's under there. Oh, hey.
1: yeah. No, but really, like, if you guys are going to play mass and you know what's good for you and it's hot outside. And First of all, they had us standing up outside like we yeah. ain't got nowhere to be. Yeah. So it's, it wasn't even like we were moving in the sun it's like we were standing in the sun Waiting so i was like i am going to go in the shade like holla when you guys move every time i try to catch up with you guys it'd be like two steps yes. and i'd be like okay bless yeah, like let me find left, a piece of shade over here left the road
2: <laughs> went and lined up for a long piece of food got the food came back the king in our section moved like two feet.
1: Yeah. So everything was like at a standstill pretty much for Carabana. That's why people didn't get to cross the stage. But you know what? I met so many people. I didn't even have my wristbands again. And when I got there and like I saw some girls and they were like, hey, you're in the same costume as me. Let's be friends. And that was super cool. And I met a lot of people from the States. So many Americans. So many Americans were at Carabana actually. And that was really dope. So I mean, logistic wise, Carabana was a shit show. They need some work. Everything else was great. It was fire, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday, Carrie Ann was also there. Jazz <laughs> and Shanine uh, stay at home, apparently. I but did not <laughs> that's,
3: that's why I'm so tired. I went to five parties in three days. Yeah, oh well, that was my me. that was my good lord you know, golden list. I will never I punish didn't. myself like that again. Like, I have no regrets, but yeah. I don't like. Did I you go to now. a boat cruise? I went on floats Saturday. No, Sunday during the day, mm-hmm. and then I went to a party that evening. Saturday, I went to two parties, and then Friday, yeah, right after work, I stories. went to Juve. Yeah. I wanted to go to Juve, but Juve. What I have videos to show you. Okay, Juve was a mess. I they broke know. down the gate again. Yeah. Um, oh my god! Again, and, and,
2: yo. Soon as though no judgment to my Tell to my Canadian people, but whenever there's anything and there's Grenadian music, yeah. trees are getting <laughs> teared down. Yeah. Fences yeah. are getting teared down. You're lucky if your car still has that tire. Uh-huh. <laughs> let, them,
1: let them do their thing. <laughs> that sounds like a party I want to go to. But um, Next year. Yeah, next year. <laughs> yeah. We went on a boat cruise. It was called Higher Power. Yes. Um Hosted by like so Aurora Manifesto. Those people. Flipping good. It was so fun. Like...
2: I mean, I expected it to be fire, but mm-hmm. like the whole time, I just felt centered and present yeah. yeah. and yeah. just
1: warm. People and- were dancing. Yo. Like people were mashing up the place. It was like the DJ was on fire. So like good. there was not It's so it funny. Was more than one
2: DJ. Like yeah. Turn. Okay. Um, uh, um, was it Electric Punani? Love yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love him. Love him. And then there was the pair DJ people, and they were really good because when they did switch out, they would come and they would dance on the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like watching them, and these people are going in like I, and
1: then they're djing and then
2: they're, and then they're djing and then they come back and they're getting turned.
1: like i love even the food was good mm-hmm. honestly the food was, honestly, good. The food was bomb affordable. yeah five dollars i was like tea, take yeah. my money
3: like chicken on a stick or something yeah, yeah it was like kebabs yo pasta pasta no it had a pasta <laughs>
1: salad the pasta, pasta salad was fire. that person was black i, I don't care pasta like pasta that person had some kind of they knew what what Trinity. yeah they knew. I knew. They, they knew how how what they were up. doing. Yeah, yeah they yeah. knew what they were doing. And the
2: sauce. That, the sauce. That,
0: oh, they they no. watered <laughs> down the hot
2: pepper sauce though.
0: Oh, you can't kill. Well, <laughs> the they watered down fire. the hot
2: pepper sauce, but I think they didn't want to lace people with the mango. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs>
1: Oh, such a but good yeah. weekend. So oh this weekend was so fun. Um shout out to everyone we met. Shout out to everyone who went out there and had a good time and was safe. I didn't hear of any problems. I heard yeah. it like it was a very blessed weekend yeah. and we're happy. We're here for it. Okay, so what's up in the media? In oh the media, my God. well, so um, many things. <laughs> I haven't seen anything. I'm not interested in anything that's going on in the media. So y'all will this, have to fill me in. I just
3: think it's really funny that Kim Kardashian photo. <laughs> there's so many memes going around. That's hilarious. It's like the I she said, stop, the stop sending me that shit. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like, Kim, you did it to a, yourself.
1: You did it to
0: yourself. <laughs> this is what happens when you want to make your money on the internet and you're famous on the internet. You have to be ready to get roasted at any moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for any <laughs> reason.
1: That picture didn't look really awkward too. Was, Like, Why is your it, leg cocked up like this that Your that hand that okay. is twisted over
0: here
2: Right like I mean, why She going it? for that model broken body Yeah look, we get you know, it but like but...
1: there's a way to do like, that Like the, the alert bracelet it. one <laughs> had me Dying the old ladies <laughs> in the same pose I'm like Life did alert. Kim fall Does she need an <laughs> alert bracelet Like what is going on <laughs> She has handlers Somebody help her <laughs> <laughs>
3: No. And um, all the covers like Vogue, Ebony, oh. all
2: yeah. black
3: no. women on the cover. I love yeah, that.
2: Yeah. Somebody made it a wallpaper. I and I yeah. was like, I need that in high res so that I yeah. yeah. can get my 21 inch monitor thing. Yeah. 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 no, And it the person gorgeous. started laughing. They're like, yo. I'm like, <laughs> I am being so serious right now. Yeah. Like, I could make it myself, but what what would be the point of I mean, if that? you're already have,
0: doing it,
1: then right? hit us up. Like, Give get me high
2: res, 200 dpi
1: it's with the one with lupita and um Issa rihanna's Ray. on it yes. and Issa's yeah. on that's it true. yeah just to give people a little context of no, what yeah. british
0: vogue about- is rihanna uh us vogue is beyonce yeah, okay. lupita's mm-hmm. on ebony i believe no no no, no. That's
1: Issa. no.
2: Issa's, Issa's on, on ebony, ebony.
0: What's,
1: oh um, goodness, tracy what's-
2: elise ross is on L canada yes mm-hmm. i love
1: her she yeah, it's just like Black girls killing it. They're just like, taking
2: over like all the major mm-hmm. fashion. And the thing, apparently, the September issue it's huge. is like huge. Yeah. It's the biggest issue, the it's thickest. The fall, yeah, or it's fall, fall winter for like, some fashion. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's important. Yeah, that's like why people are paying so much attention to this. And mm-hmm. LeBron made
3: a point to big up all the dark skin women. <gasps> yes, of course.
1: So Shout out to LeBron. Course. You know what makes me so happy about LeBron? It's so funny because whenever I watch basketball, where people talk about basketball. Basketball, I relate it to something that's not basketball at all. <laughs> okay. But like there's all like LeBron's wife, whenever she comes to games, is always looking snatched. Amazing. Yeah, I know. Her yeah. hair is laid. Yeah. Her nails are did. Yeah. And she has that face, like someone say something to me because yeah, I'm it. a millionaire. Yo, I'm like, she's so goals. <laughs> and on top of that, your husband's making boss movements, like a opening school. up a school. Yeah. Like even artists that Are bigger and have more of an influence and have money to back it up, they Mm. don't be doing things like opening a school fam. Yeah, like
2: hopefully, it's the the beginning, right?
0: And I support it.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. So, Mm -hmm. shout out to all the LeBrons. The little ones, too. Uh,
0: I just wanted to quickly go back to all of these wonderful September issues and shout out the fact that a lot of them feature not just amazing black women on the covers, but a lot of black people behind the scenes. Specifically, we have Edward and Info. He is the first black editor at British Vogue. Rap, so
2: Beyonce. Working with
0: brew. that one's actually Rihanna, but Beyonce. Ooh, really? She she was shot by Tyler Mitchell, who is the yeah. first black photographer to shoot the September issue. That period. Is so first, all around, like yes. just bask in this excellence. It's gonna be a great fall. Love it. They're providing the
2: opportunity for others to rise as well. Mm-hmm. Love that. Okay, last one, because it relates back to Caravana, and y'all know how much I love Vanna. So, if anybody's ever gone to SOS at Soka Kingdom, at Mm -hmm. Wild Kingdom, so this year, apparently, the permits got canceled two hours before the event. (laughs) So, two hours before the event, the organizers get told by the city of Vaughan that their permit has been revoked, because people who live around their complain about I already
1: events. don't like the city of Vaughn this is what I'm just gonna go come on you, like Dr. J
3: went on and he was like we're so disappointed him and his every mom every year like, yeah. every year they do the same Marshall thing Marshall was yeah. Marshall's there every year basically yeah.
2: um, and he's like I found out two hours so it's not like it came down the chain and the yeah. people were the last to find out like they're actually trying to find so another venue venue too. and everything's yeah. well, rammed yeah. yeah. i go book it year, yeah. like months in a, in advance so the ward counts the counselor for that ward ward 4 sandra rocco is getting She's getting roasted because people yeah. are like, okay, it's you are the counselor for the ward. You are responsible. And she's yeah. like, no, I just like transmit all the complaints and everything that I hear. I pass it up the food chain. Like That's how democracy works, apparently.
1: They're probably like, don't send no more. <laughs> yeah, but
2: there's... There, so the Toronto Star didn't... Uh, obviously, they wrote about it because it's news. But there are people who literally interviewed for this... For this um, story mm-hmm. And they gave their like First and last name I'm like So you're trying to be found
1: Out yeah. here wow. Right And yeah So
2: I'm not about to give Like any I mean, credence these names You can go, find it, on there. You yeah. can go yeah. find it It's Toronto Star It's out there And this man Gave his first and last name And said that he found it too loud He is one of the many people Who called in noise complaints But I'm just like Where do they live Because one, I think SOS it's- has been happening For what like Years, yeah, yes. and two, you don't know that's happening. Just like the people who live downtown by Caravana, you know, but they were better than complaining be about this either.
1: event. That's the thing they were complaining about the night before, and because uh, they got so many complaints from the night before, that's why this event was canceled. But it's like because because what I didn't understand is everyone's like it was too loud, it was too loud, but the event was canceled before it started. So what were they complaining yeah. about? They were actually complaining about yeah the, night the before. Friday night event. I don't even know what the Friday event was mm-hmm. but all I know it's it's never a coincidence when all this shit goes down and it's just our events that I gets cancelled. Yeah. Let um, there be a Taylor Swift concert. Right? That gets shut down. The ACC <laughs> isn't getting shut down for that. I can't but it's just actually ridiculous. Actually
2: the person that was interviewed by the star he says that he thinks it was Rejuvenate that was causing the sound. Like, Were it up the, that way? I don't think so because I don't see the rejuvenate was like in Scarbs, wasn't it?
1: That's why I'm so confused Clearly about certain. all of this. So Water Kingdom is not about. in scarves. So totally.
0: Sound can't travel that far. And the people who are <laughs> I mean, my friend, <laughs> if it traveled that far, then of course, let's shut it down. Somebody might yeah. be dead. <laughs>
2: so the, this person called the police. And then, but the police said they received the number of calls too. So I don't know. Yeah, but a number of calls I is any more know than one. why we haven't
3: come up. This with is a true. Name for like, like, I mean, it's like, coming. don't know his
2: first and last name,
3: and they no, didn't but he they needs like it. a name, name like everybody else.
0: So okay, because Black Twitter as a whole doesn't do like niche, niche things. This true. is a very Toronto. But the yeah. thing is
3: that
2: the police. So the one of the organizers, she's like, "Okay, we need to find this out because they're trying to have SOS next year," and so I he mean, said he talked to the local representative at the police and apparently the like the noise complaints mm-hmm. were coming from elsewhere so i don't understand why this permit was canceled
1: this i think sounds- everybody just like was not on their shit nobody yeah. knew what was going on and they canceled the biggest event they could yeah. find that just happened to be represented by people of color
0: yeah i think i think that's a good you know yeah yeah that's good understanding it's like- i'm with it who, I mean, <laughs> if they want to move it and still have it, there are plenty of places I can think of that would be appreciative to have such a huge event bringing so many people, spending money in their town or their. But they, we have to plan it like, from now. That's the only. Yeah, that's the
2: thing because yeah. yeah. people book it like. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's Caribbean. Weekend. Banner just it's happened. Probably people already. Yeah.
2: Banner brings this yeah. to me. Yeah, I've already started getting ads for hotels for next. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, no, actually, I didn't though. even
1: go, and they're targeting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so in the sisterhood, really quickly, one <laughs> post that I absolutely loved, you guys probably already know. Yes, yes. It has 799 <laughs> comments. <laughs> Is that our biggest one so far? I think I it know. might yeah. be because people are just acting so out of pocket. <laughs> On top of that, it's an admin post, so she was already right. out of pocket before she even posted it. Yeah. R. <laughs> R. I. I don't or know if P. you not. knew what you, you was doing, but you knew what you <laughs> was doing. She, I think she knew. Um, so it's a titled culture confessions and it's talking about the things that you just can't really get with from your own culture hmm. so i think hers was like i can't, can't make, make rice, rice and, and peas <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, right, um, right, I, I can't make rice and pe- peas either uh Ooh. and yeah, yeah. Okay. i make rice and peas in the rice cooker
2: yeah, that's fine. But okay. do you use coconut milk? Do you use? do you use the milk? Do you use coconut milk? coconut milk or do you, you use, use, co- I use the block? Okay, okay, that's redeemable. You use coconut use. milk though. Yeah. yeah. But mm. the block. Why you Because <laughs> I'm mad. She's in a neck bob, y'all. Like there was the, a the distinct swerve. Okay. I shade
1: everyone, okay? <laughs> Especially when it comes to rice and peas. Maybe yeah. it's because I'm mad. I can't make it. <laughs> <Okay>. um. <laughs> it's just empty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> I didn't post any, but there's lots of things. Oh, well, I,
0: I posted I a paragraph.
1: I, mean, I need I to started get it off reading. my chest.
0: I
2: started reading and I got lost in the like the lusciousness of the comments yes. and cackling
1: <laughs> right at the confessions yes. that I didn't even get around to posting. My One own. confession that had me rolling, which actually ties into a separate post, the second post I was going <laughs> to shout out, was like, Do you lotion your skin every day? Yeah. And I was like, First of all, how do you not lotion this your is, skin? This is my question. I was like, Because as a dark skinned woman when I am ashy, you see you know it. it. Yeah. You can see
2: me from yard, like, <laughs> yards. Like literally,
1: someone <laughs> will start using me as a chalkboard. Yo. you know I can start fires. Like it's just not cute. So I have to stay hydrated. Yep. The body shop, you know, they have their little sales. It, it's made with shea oil first, and I stay hydrated for a day. Even if I don't want to lotion my skin the second day, I will still be moisturized because I take <laughs> the precautions to not be ashy. So y'all just walking out ashy. I walk around two or three bottles of hand cream in your bag at all times i mean i just
2: (laughs) have the one that i know is like well stocked Mm -hmm. and then when when it comes down to the you know what you have to do that one to shake before you squeeze Mm -hmm. that's when i buy the next bottle and both of them reside in the purse Mm -hmm. so i i envy the people who can like you can shower and not who's that it doesn't make sense there there are there are some people in the group who said that they don't like they don't need to, or maybe not need to, but they don't lotion every day.
1: I would like to see it I in lotion person. Pre- I have. A the, giant I would love to <laughs> see it in person on my desk
2: at work that I use every time I wash my hands.
1: Right? <laughs> like I don't know who these people are that are okay not to They're lotion blessed. their skin. I'm not one of They're them. They're blessed. I'm not one of them. I enjoy looking luxurious and and moisturized and hydrated and in my lanes. So just don't want I don't <laughs> know how you could do that when you're not moisturizing. You know, know that little
2: inner pocket. It between your thumb and Ooh, your index that's finger. That's, that,
1: oh. No, sometimes that gets so dry. I will use lip gloss on it to not be I mean, ashy. Can give yourself a little, like bit, just a little, Don't
2: right like, bring God. it
1: up. I don't like
2: that. That's my gauge. That literally, <laughs> my, right? If I'm busy and I look down and I see the slight like, cracklings. I'm like, yo, the knees need Jesus. The ankle bones. And even sometimes when you lotion your whole
1: body after a shower, like sometimes you'll see that you miss a you spot miss a and spot, you're like, yeah. hold on. Like why am I actually here still? So I don't understand how people can go days without lotioning this. Do I stay
2: multiple days service? Whenever I go to the bathroom and there are other women of color there, and they don't wash their hands, they wipe their hands, or they blow, you know, they do the dryer. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, so you need lotion. I'm like, would you Mm -hmm. like some lotion? You know, like oh. You're so good. I'm like, girl, I'm doing you a community service. No, you know, you but really, maybe
1: because we are looking into getting some products that have like the sisterhood logo on it. Yes. And a bottle lotion. We <laughs> need to I went to an yeah, uh, event called Interqueen. I don't know if you guys saw it on our Instagram, but they were giving out little like treats in their bags, and one of them was actually a lip balm and it says Diva Cup on it. And I was like that's dope so maybe we need some lip balms and some small you know lotions that say it's a sisterhood because Mm -hmm. we want you to stay hydrated Hydrated. Mm yes Mm -hmm. i'm here for that
2: (laughs) (laughs) i yeah i'm here for that hey that's a sponsor sponsor we We need vaseline yeah if if, uh,
1: if vaseline (laughs) sponsored me that would be like i would need
2: i've Nivea, because we have to give them mm. an attempt to redeem the themselves. Mm-hmm.
0: Jergens, Juergens mm-hmm. is pretty solid. Yeah. 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 Gotta reach we're out. Coming I, I would you. love we're com- we're coming Queen in. Helen. If Queen Helen got us. <laughs> yeah, goals.
2: <laughs> okay, can I just do one last sisterhood? It's yeah. kind of related. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody mm-hmm. posted about whenever they walk around the city and they see other Women of color. The one thing that she always wonders is whether they're in the, is the sisterhood group. We need yeah. a handshake. right? And, and when I saw that, I was like, "Me as hell." So I make eye contact now with every single. Woman I make of eye color contact make. and
1: squint. <laughs> Do I know you?
2: It's Do hard recognize to recognize because some people have their bonnets on in their photos, or it's just their backs. So it's so not their yeah. face at all. And not their face at all. So I'm like, I don't even know. I know, but I'm gonna stare at you until yeah. you acknowledge that I'm staring at you you and maybe we can be friends
1: yeah so if you guys see us because our faces are pretty much yeah, out you there now find me come say hi net. like we yeah. love people introduce and yourself and saying hi um i'm waiting to like get the d-list celebrity in toronto so people are like hey Oh Yeah, I've had a couple people be like, "You're the girl from the podcast." I'm like, uh, yeah. that'd be my nightmare. Yeah, yeah, what? Really? Why? I like. If, if someone sees me
3: and recognizes much. me, better say hi. Yeah, No, no, I mean,
2: no, I, mean I you know, for the community, I'm here for it. But it's like, if it gets D-list to in mm-hmm. yeah, situation. I don't want to be a D list. I just want to be known in this community. That's D list, bro. Is in Toronto, yeah. is yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, in I guess. your
0: community is D list.
2: Okay.
1: So yeah, I live in a box, so no, I don't know anything. Okay. Uh, I hope Obviously. you're ready because <laughs> it's going <gonna happen. laughs> to happen. Okay. Um, in the sisterhood and... The body <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Bodyguards on deck. Okay. Okay. I think that's it for that. Mm-hmm. Want to move into our topic? Mm-hmm. Y'all. Yes. Okay. So our topic today is <sighs> something we wanted to touch on first. In one of our first episodes, like first real deep dive episodes, and it is Taking Up Space While Black when i went into get a grip studios uh, again if you guys listen back to our older podcast i was talking about i was sitting down with a middle-aged white man and um his name is michael and he was pretty much asking me my experience of being a black woman and he was saying that there was only one time where he went into a room and he was the only white man in the room. And I thought that was so interesting. And he was like, how does it feel being like the only black person or black woman in the room? And I mean, it's something that we've experienced as black women, but not something we get to vocalize what the actual, what like the consequences or what Mm -hmm. the feelings are of being that person. So that's what we're going to kind of get into today. But first, I want to talk about what taking up space while black actually means. So it's being completely free to be your own person, make your own decisions and just including parts of your culture and including parts of your identity that you think might not be accepted in that space so as a black woman sometimes it's like Mm -hmm. do i want to wear weave or do i want to wear my natural hair do i want to say things that are a little slang or a little you know what i mean like that Mm you would be comfortable saying with your family taking up space is just like being who you are not being afraid to be the only colored person in the room and just like living living your truth yeah. yeah so It's not letting how you're supposed to act influence you, especially if it's going to be when you're whitewashing yourself Mm -hmm. or you're trying to make yourself seem like you're a part of another race. It's about accepting who you are as a person. And this is not to be confused with acting professionally. You can have parts of your identity show through or have your identity show through rather and still be acting professionally and still be able to have conversations Mm -hmm. with people in power. Hour. So, just want to shut that up. And you guys don't have any. No, I like, am honestly
3: just, like talking. Yeah, yeah, like that was that a really was good, good
2: little- So the next thing where I kind of go with that is like normally that results in code switching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like we've
1: spoken about this.
2: Before. Yeah, we've kind of talked about it, but that's what a lot of people resort to because they don't feel comfortable or they don't feel like they'll be accepted unless they
0: do that. And for anyone who's confused by that term code switching, think of it like your white voice when you go on the phone or when you're in a room that isn't your family or other people who are of your ethnicity. You put on a... An acceptable version of yourself, an acceptable version of your personality that's easily digested by whatever the majority is around you. If you've seen Sorry to Bother You, that's pretty much what that
1: whole movie is based off. Which the movie itself was really unsettling, but either way, like (laughs) that's what the movie's talking about. Just putting on your white voice, essentially. Okay, so let's have a little discussion now. What does being the only black person in the room feel like to you? Like, what do you guys, do you guys have experiences, stories? I do. All the <laughs> <do. laughs> Alright.
0: Like,
2: Oh, yeah, okay. You're yeah, yeah. so that happens to me all the time working in an industry where there aren't a lot of women, period. Mm-hmm. And then there aren't a lot of women of color, period. Mm-hmm. And then I am somebody who wants to be um, in a managerial or supervisory role. So you have to take those risks, you have to go for those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, it's often white men. Who are within those roles So I have to go And get to know them I have to make them Feel comfortable with me And so you roll up Into a room And the first thing That happens is I don't know If it's my clothes Or if it's how I smell But everyone turns To look at you mm-hmm. <laughs> And so you immediately Feel seen But you also feel exposed Yes, yes. Um, You immediately Feel judged But I, that's like a normal yeah. Thing that happens Yeah Everybody mm-hmm. judges everybody So yeah. I kind of let that slide But then you immediately Following that judgment Is inadequacy And Ooh. I don't think That I'm inadequate In any way, shape, or form, but that's yeah. just how I feel. Those are the emotions that blow by, mm-hmm. um, and then it's okay. Now I got to make them like me, which always yeah. follows the inadequacy. Yeah, so that's that's my journey of being a person of color.
1: Which I feel like is normal because the undertones of race, like that's not the only thing that's playing a role here. Mm -hmm. It's like already being in that situation, even if you are a white male walking into the room, and you're holding space there, like you actually have to act professionally. You have to make these people like you so that you can do your job and that Mm -hmm. you can run a business. Mm -hmm. So imagine being a woman and then a woman of color where you have all those stereotypes you think that might be influencing you. So you're putting on this what's it called there's a term for this um but your persona what no it's um it's imposter syndrome yeah. so it's like you're thinking about all the, the ways that they might be perceiving you especially as a black woman mm-hmm. so it's a total of all the things that are going on that can weigh heavy my experience is
3: um i actually started nursing 10 years ago. So I was in my 20s, when my early 20s when I first started nursing and I worked for a private company so not only was I one of, I think it was me and another black lady but I was the youngest person in the whole building. So you have mm-hmm. ages on top cool. of that. I ages yeah. on top of that and then on top of that they put me in a position to be a team leader so I was the charge nurse. Hmm. So I'm black I'm young and now you put me in a position where no one's going to really respect me because yeah. I'm black and because I'm young. So it was really difficult for me because I had to to kind of use my power but then at the same time I don't want them to be like she's a bitch
1: yeah, yeah. exactly so,
3: angry black woman exactly <laughs> right
0: I've had a similar iteration on that in different spaces like I'll keep it nice and simple I played a lot of sports through elementary school high school and into university and I've always had a decent aptitude at work and something I've had a really difficult time with is being competent and being forceful. I've met far too many people who within those spaces can recognize my abilities for what they are, whatever they might be, Mm -hmm. according to what space we're in. Like so if it's sports you happen to be good at that one thing or if it's at work like you're efficient, you're a hard worker. But when it comes down to respecting you for those things, if you show any sort of recognition assertiveness or recognition of it Somehow now you're angry now you're aggressive and yeah. it's like no I'm just good or you're at cocky, it cocky or yeah you're,
2: you're showing hubris like it's like you're not allowed to claim- be proud of yourself for yeah, like
0: you didn't just spend the, the majority of your life like working towards something or you mm-hmm. didn't find a true talent for something either credit credit that that there is go. where you don't you mm-hmm. can't credit yourself. And yeah. it starts so early no on that, you and no one's either. going to give it
2: to no you, especially to you. even if you deserve it, even if you literally did everything. Somebody else will feel like they're entitled to your credit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's been my experience anyway. Ooh, yeah.
0: And I guess it's because it started so early on that I'm just starting to work through those thought processes now, mm-hmm. walking into spaces and going, "Well, you know, I'm here, and you might be uncomfortable, and I'm certainly uncomfortable, but we have a job to do." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even just being able to say that out loud is very new thing because i can recognize that it started early it was you know being the only black kid on the team Mm -hmm. being the only black kid in the gym in general because there's no other black kids in your class sort of Mm -hmm. situation and going okay well you know i could be that guy with this dodgeball right now because i want to win Mm -hmm. but i also don't want to have to deal with the tears physical or otherwise
1: after Mm -hmm. so i think everything that everyone's saying hits home for me. It's actually, it's what I've been dealing with since the beginning of literally my time. And (laughs) it's interesting too, because when you walk into a room of white people, I feel like all those things, and then I feel like if there's one other black person in the room, you feel like you have someone on your side if some shit were to go down. Do you know what I mean? But if you're the only black person in the room you almost feel like you want an ally because just as human beings we want to feel like supported and connected to people and a part of the space. We're social. And exactly and so being the only black person in the room when you walk in and you don't know anyone it's like okay who's an ally here do you know what I mean like who can I speak to like my regular self so it's like you have to take up space and be willing to take up space but you also have to be accepted to take up that space and that itself you need to to move. Power needs to move from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, it's going to be coming from the white people or it's going to be coming from the people that you're not connected to. Mm-hmm. It's coming from the person of privilege. and like They really do have to give you power in that space because nobody's going to give it to you and you can't really demand it or you're going to be listed as XYZ. Yeah. And I think that's why it's hard to be the only black person in the room because you have so many factors. So you have all these social influences on you you have your own doubts weighing on you and then you literally to be seen have to be given power by someone else yeah yeah it's not
0: in your control at, at all, all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can walk in and literally be the most experienced the most qualified, qualified person better than the people who are sitting in front of you and still their feelings mean more than your actual credentials Ooh. yeah Okay, this happened to me and this yeah. is a clear demonstration
2: of this bullshit mm-hmm. so running a meeting yeah. right being the sole designer on this meeting but having mm-hmm. another designer who's equally talented but not running this project mm-hmm. <laughs> also accompany you he is a male yeah. his race is not Important here, but he is a male So you have sexism on top of this But I didn't oh, think that was an issue Because this is a presentation Yeah. Um. To C-level people So C-suite, CO, yeah. CFO, CMO And so they're in the room I walk in, everyone turns to look at me I experience all those emotions I said before I continue as my solution is to Just ignore it and push through it Set up, set up, he walks in Everybody sees him I'm assuming he feels the same way And then we start to settle in for the presentation and everybody looks at him. I'm and you're like Hi. You. I'm yeah. standing in front of the room with the clicker. I turned on the present like yeah. I turned on Your name is my name up. is yeah. there. Like it, my name is
0: Carrie Ann, clearly He might be Carrie still. <laughs> I <laughs> mean Carrie Ann. Carrie? I've met a couple Carrie dudes, but not some Carrie Ann's. I mean maybe.
2: Like, okay, so if I'm about to give the benefit know, of the I doubt, know. maybe. It's
0: it's just a joke.
2: <laughs> um and I don't know. And even then, they're still paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. And it's only when he, like... Mind he, you, he's sitting down. I'm standing up. I'm at the front of the room and they're still paying attention to him. And it's only when he stands up and is like, Carrie like, are you ready to go? Like almost saying like okay like it's this is where you need yeah. to pay attention that i get the attention where the that soul pres-
3: is hard like how do you not get in your feelings
2: i mean because- i absolutely was in my feelings yeah but
3: you're trying to be professional at the same time yeah. oh, oh in that case like, because i know in that situation you want to be like everybody look the f at me <laughs> <So> i'm the <laughs> presentator here not this guy but I- this is what we
1: have to deal with on yeah. a daily basis so you yeah. have to know how to handle yourself yeah. in these situations i
3: bust
2: jokes so at that point in time, yeah, I bust jokes yeah. because I'm one, I'm not allowed to let you do some dumb shit and I make a joke and everybody pays attention to me. That's how I solve it.
1: I mean, that's a good solution. I mean, it works. So what is it like when you're not in a position of power, you're just going into like a networking event or a friends event or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and an ally. like there's no other option. Yeah, there
2: really isn't. There yeah, really isn't you either come with one. So that's why I love the sisterhood because Somebody will we, post in the group and be like, <laughs> we squad up. Even if it's just one other person, that other person is your safe harbor. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's going into an unfamiliar space. So that's mm-hmm. important. Or as soon as you come in, you like do your one-two walk around. And as soon as you see an opening with somebody, most of the time they're white. Go and make that ally because...
1: Yeah. And I feel like this might be just a personal thing. But when I'm also in a group of only white people or... Yeah, pretty much only white people. It's for the first like few minutes of it when I'm trying to find that ally. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm holding my breath yeah. because I'm waiting for someone to fuck up. Like, essentially, it's like, I want them to succeed, but maybe I'm just a negative person. But honestly, like, when it's a group of white people and they're trying to act cool, sometimes it's like, that's when microaggressions or, like, implicit racism comes in. And then I'm just like, "Ah, you're just holding your breath like, please don't anybody say anything stupid so I don't have to while out.
0: Like, I don't think you're being negative there. I think you're being realistic because you could walk in and somebody could be in the middle of a really racist joke and they didn't notice you walking walking in because they don't notice us half of the time. And now you're witnessing it and people are looking at you like is she going to
2: make yeah is are they, they going to say something yeah. or they say some dumb shit in an effort to be relatable and you're just and like, it's just like y'all don't oh, think before you speak the <laughs> to me the t- <laughs> they say some dumb ignorant shit to yeah. be like oh yeah so you're black you think this is funny i'm like i'm a person oh, sh-
1: first oh we going to yeah. get into that yeah. you're so, at work i okay. have a lot at work <laughs> yeah. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so now that we've covered that let's talk about why it's uncomfortable for everyone <laughs> (laughs) In the room, even if you are an ally or if you don't even consider yourself an ally, but you're in a position of power and you're just not an asshole, like why would feel uncomfortable for you to like want to relate? Or if there's another black person in the room and they're the only black person in the room and you're trying to make them feel comfortable. Why you're uncomfortable, first of all, and the things you can do to either make them more comfortable or to just not be an asshole. We we got those things for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, when I was thinking about it, it's like, why would it be uncomfortable for an ally or for someone in a position of power or for a white person? <laughs> first, it's what we touched on before I found this cool article. It's an opinion piece and it was titled diversity isn't being in the room. Mm -hmm. It's when whites give up their seats. And I thought that was really powerful because for the most part we can be in the room. But again, if somebody doesn't connect with us or somebody doesn't give us that space, we're really just going to stay in the same position. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we see it sometimes in people wanting to bully us out of the space that we're in because somebody like gave us the recognitions that we deserve. Nobody get it twisted. We know we deserve these seats. Mm -hmm. We just also acknowledge the fact that it has to come from somewhere and we know we're building it in our own communities. But also if we want to get in higher up spaces, there's power that needs to be transferred. So for allies... I saw this somewhere on Instagram and I thought it was so amazing. Equality often feels like oppression when you're coming from a place of privilege. Mm -hmm. So now people are, if you think I'm equal to you that might feel like oppression to you <laughs> because you're just so yeah. used to being privileged. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it uncomfortable it's for you. It's a false equivalency. Like I'm trying not to be mean about this, but
0: words have meanings. Okay. Yeah. And they only have meanings if we all agree upon it. I get it technically as minorities in this particular subsection of society, they can mean different things to you, but equality in particular, especially it's, as it's being espoused by people who are coming up within our communities who are trying to push for it within your communities, yours being the people of power we're not asking you to take money out of your pocket, give up your oh, home we for people.
1: All, we, kind we kind of kind are. Of are. Okay, Only actually, you. Be like, oh. No, like, it's fine. Okay. If it's going to come to us, it needs to yeah, be coming it, from people who are making too much of it. But that's what I mean. It's coming from people
0: who already have enough to sustain themselves. Yes. Yes. We're not asking yes. you yes. as yes. a person who's a manager at, let's say, it's like... It's not theft. Yeah, like, we're not trying to... The it's, distinction it's, here. Nobody's equality. asking to steal right. from your pocket. <laughs> right. We're asking you to share the <laughs> abundant wealth that you already have. like you yeah. are qualified saying, and entitled exactly. to. Also, yes. no, Nobody's looking at this going like, you know, this manager at Shoppers Drug Mart, we're not saying you need to quit your job right now and make sure that they hire somebody who is a person of color. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is the company needs to start making sure that the people who are working for them reflect the communities they're working in. Right. There is no excuse to have no black people working <laughs> right. in the middle of a black community that doesn't make
2: any sense
1: right yeah and so to yeah. like Yup It's like no matter how we try to take it down to just being in the room, it's so much bigger Because we can be in the room, but the reason we're not in these corporations, companies, we're not in these organizations is because we're in the room, but nobody's giving us the power to mm-hmm. be in the position yeah. to have status and have power also. And yep.
0: representation at the top is not about inspiring little kids and teenagers mm-hmm. to do something. because like that's extra we keep, yeah. we're doing that already. Like when yeah. we look that's up crazy. and we see see our hidden figures everywhere. Mm-hmm. Those people are still inspiring people. What we're talking about is representing who's actually around you and sharing the power and the wealth just so that everyone can have
1: enough to get by. You know what? I feel like we might get into our feelings a little bit because obviously we see people that are actually living this struggle and we are sometimes the people living that struggle. <laughs> but... I also feel like now that we're drawing more attention to it we were even just saying black women on covers of magazines Mm -hmm. is happening Mm -hmm. people are stepping down from their position our allies are stepping down from their positions because they notice that people of color any people of color actually need to take up those spaces that I know white people people have been doing that lots of people have been stepping down from their positions Mm -hmm. so it's like we're giving a voice to this but we also just want to spread the message of Mm -hmm. these things actually need to happen and we need your help to do that. And as an ally, you're gonna feel uncomfortable to do that sometimes. So, like in a lot of situations
2: now in the media, everybody's covering every time a CMO or CEO is elected, and just so happens to be a woman. Mm-hmm. So, like this company has a new female CEO. It's mm-hmm. like, nah, this woman's been working for this company for twenty years. She yeah. is one of the like people that helped build this company into the multi-billion-dollar company it is. Yeah. So hell yeah, she should be CEO. But they don't leave with that yeah they are like oh no she's a ceo because she's a woman because
1: we're out here working hard too like we're out here doing what we need to do we just need
2: again we're still here we were always there yeah and it's just now people are being forced to recognize mm-hmm. that we're here. People are being forced uh, sometimes by board members to give up seats of the board. There are a lot of organizations now that diversity is in the forefront that half the board has to be women.
1: Yeah, yeah. A yeah. Percentage
2: has to be people of color or yeah. people of visible minority. I went to an event in New York one year in college and it was called Where Are All The Black People? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. And now they've changed it to Here Are All The Black People because Ooh. people got mad. I it's like an that. event. <laughs> Of course we are going to get back. Yeah so the first year was called Where All the Black People It was sponsored by the one show It's a publication and advertising mm-hmm. They paid money for me to leave Canada To go to New York to go to this event Yeah. So cool. they paid for me to go So wow. y- you just had to be a visible minority And they paid for you to come mm-hmm. To see creative directors, to see people in the industry To get your work looked over So people got jobs, they mm-hmm. got internships All black people, they paid for wow. that So we just need more events like that
1: So yeah, I think in closing, why it's uncomfortable for the people in power, it's because you have to give up some of your power. And even though I don't like it, I can understand why that would feel uncomfortable for you. If you were Blue Ivy, okay, (laughs) and you come from all this money and wealth, (laughs) and you are chilling in pools, and all of a sudden, you only know privilege, and then all of a sudden, somebody's trying to take something from you, you'd be like, I'm no. Do you know what I mean? But then you'd come to realize that you don't necessarily need all of this. You know what I mean? And if it's going to help someone else... If it's actually going to establish an equal world where everyone gets to win, then you would want to do it. Mm. And that's all we're saying. That's fair. Why it's uncomfortable for us. (laughs) Uh, Why it's uncomfortable for us to take up space in the room. I know you guys know, but we were never allowed to be who we are. And every time we try to be who we are, it resulted in slavery, genocide, colonization, mass incarceration, institutional discrimination, and imperialism. So now that we are trying to get past those things, and we are in a new generation, a new Mm -hmm. society, and Mm -hmm. we have the opportunities to be in spaces, now we actually have to train ourselves on actually being in those spaces. Mm -hmm. Because when you have all of those things... As a backdrop. And also, when you have people that are still in a position of privilege, it's hard to think, like, oh, I really deserve this. I deserve to be, (laughs) live my best life. I deserve Mm -hmm. to be who I am. I deserve, and I'm qualified to be in this space. It's really hard to accept those feelings. But you need to accept them for everything to work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can't just be second guessing yourself. You can't have an opportunity to be in a position of power mm-hmm. and then just being like, "Oh, I'm gonna fuck it up." Oh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I'm the only black person here, or oh, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't live like that. First and foremost, you're a person, so live as a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as
2: an aside, just kind of taking a step back, real quick, that as a person coming from privilege or as an ally because we are uh, social creatures we actually rely on other people to give us worth to validate us even yeah. though i know people don't like to think that that's yeah, actually they, we don't like to accept it but it's but true. it's true so yeah. be an ally you don't even have to be a person too different from that person just saying like great job on this like i saw that you do that people enjoy being seen and can really work on elevating themselves when you give them that recognition So that's just kind of a step back Mm -hmm. Um, But as to why we feel Or how we feel Going into those spaces, experiencing all those things That we said Often actually leads to confusion because, again, we unconsciously do our best to fit in any situation that we're in. But in this case, it creates something called cognitive dissonance, which basically mm-hmm. means it's just confusion. Like, you don't know what to do. You don't know the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and with how society says that we should act, often, again, we feel inadequate, which normally leads to Avoidance. Mm-hmm. So then that's where we get the creation of the quote unquote white spaces. Yeah. And because we feel those negative emotions, because we feel unsettled in those situations, we avoid it. Yeah. Which it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. We feel not so great in those spaces, so we avoid it, which creates even more mm-hmm. quote unquote
1: white spaces. What's that movie? I'm sorry, this is such an aside. But there's a movie The Girl Who Bit Beyonce. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. yeah. And she's in that new movie. I don't know what it's called. It was so just this is, yeah, it's about hair, but it's also just accepting yourself and like because the movie has undertones of her hair is straight, it is perm. She yes. tries to be like Napoli <laughs> Ever After. I think it's, oh <laughs> somebody like it's she
3: tries to, to
2: is it? Yeah. I thought it was Napoli Ever After because yeah. somebody made a joke, but I wasn't I'm sure if they were sure serious it's or not. <laughs> <laughs> <Is it actually? laughs> no, yeah, I
1: think it is. And so yeah. this black lady in the show is pretty much like whitewashing herself. Mm-hmm. It has undertones of whitewashing. Obviously, there's other things going on in her identity, but I haven't seen the movie. But what I think it's going to happen is when she starts accepting herself, that's when she's really going to be able to move into those spaces and be accepted by the people around her. Really flourish. Right? And that's that's how we're going to flourish. Thank you. If you accept yourself, other people accept you. Because it's not like all people are walking around just to be assholes. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Obviously, there will be racists in pretty much everywhere you go, but mm-hmm. also there will be allies in a lot of places you go also. Mm-hmm. So find those allies and be completely yourself. Be professional, but be yourself. Be on point. Have your shit together and somebody's going to recognize your hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, It's going to be uncomfortable at mm-hmm. first, but but it's possible.
2: I also, mean, sorry to interrupt, but that recognition doesn't always come from the sources that you think it'll come from. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it may not be your boss that recognize you. It may be the client yeah, It may exactly. be that customer. It may yeah. be one of the coworkers that you don't work directly with. So if you do receive compliments, if you receive feedback, if you receive criticism, because criticism comes from a point that, okay, we want you to grow from here.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, sometimes it's delivered, you know, with a little bit of extra <laughs> spice. But <laughs> if you ignore that, just listen to what the person's saying and move on from there. That's <laughs> actually
1: true because even for myself I work in a very professional space and I don't know if I said this but like I was wearing like a kente cloth head wrap the other day. It was still really professional. Our office is a little bit more like locks. As long as you look professional you can kind of dress up and have your own flair. So I was wearing like a kente cloth head wrap and I like was just wearing this really cool outfit and this guy came in and he was white and he was like you look so cool. I put on this art show for and it was just like if I never tried that obviously I, I was having a bad hair day but i still looked on point so it's okay so you know what i mean and everybody in my office was like that looks really cool it looks mm-hmm. really good mm-hmm. so you do have the opportunity to do these things and again i keep stressing professionalism because mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you're gonna go to your job and while out you know what i yeah. mean With, yeah <laughs> but it's like you have the freedom to be who you want to be so give yourself a little wiggle room like people will actually judgment people love it yeah. when you're yourself
2: Judgment, but at the same time, I always encourage people to take risks. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. assess your level of risk. Sometimes it is literally just throwing on that head wrap Mm -hmm. and trying to dress it up as professional as possible, Mm -hmm. other times it's literally just going to that event that happened anyways, but Mm -hmm. you always avoided. Mm -hmm. So like just take the risks. Yeah. And see what happens. Okay, here are some tips on what to do as an ally. First thing, before you do anything else, you listen. So like if somebody's telling you a story about their lived experience, their background, their heritage, their culture, be it in your opinion, you think it's right or wrong, you have to listen. You can't ignore them. You can't tell them that they're wrong because, again, this is something that they went through. Mm-hmm. You listen, then you can like offer advice. You can tell them your point of view.
0: So after you listen, try to then... Be a witness to the conversation around you. And by that, I mean, don't focus so much on the fact that the person of color that you're speaking to is uncomfortable, but watch the interaction between the other people around you who may not be so wise to this dynamic as it plays out and be ready to then, if you absolutely have to
1: check someone or ease the conversation away from microaggressions and such. There's nothing worse than being the only black person in the room. And then like something, someone says something out of pocket and then nobody's willing to address it. Or your ally just straight up just ignores it or something. Yeah. So like, if you're an actual ally, please just like help us and be like, that's not appropriate. Yeah, because
0: there are, there are real world consequences for us speaking up for ourselves in those environments. And, and sometimes like- it's acceptable for us to just be like, hey, that was really rude or you hurt my feelings. But yeah. more often than not, we end up getting reprimanded for it. So if you already have power going into it, just take that opportunity to redirect or correct the person who actually made the mistake. You'll know better how to dance around their feelings than we do in some situations. I feel like that's
1: a a big fear of ours and that's one of the things that makes us most uncomfortable is fear that someone's going to say some out-of-pocket shit, which is what I touched on earlier. So if that does happen, address it. Because if we're the only black person in the room and we already feel alone, if something like that happened, you are in a place of privilege to go home and shrug it off later, whereas that's something that sticks with us. Especially
0: when it comes to work because that's just enough Another instance of now when we come to work, we have to watch out for you, a person who says they're an ally, but won't do anything. Yeah. And the people around you or the person who said it, who's just willing to say out of pocket stuff at any point. Yeah. I don't even worry about the things that are
2: being said. I worried about how people are going to look upon my reaction to those things. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mostly worry about. Because people could say whatever and how they take it depends on the level of allyship. But it's mm-hmm. okay if somebody says something and I think it's inappropriate, if I say, okay, that's inappropriate, do I get
0: backlash? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: So also don't be a part of the backlash. This is just common sense to most people. If somebody says something hurts them and then your first instinct is to be like, well, you shouldn't be hurt. That's not the point.
0: (laughs) It it, it goes back to apologizing, right? The apology is because, you know, you did something wrong. And not everyone is emotionally savvy enough to navigate that. But by you stepping in in that moment, you're circumventing any sort of backlash we might get and also correcting the behavior of this other person in a way that is most likely completely acceptable for them. So we'll probably be more smooth overall. Mm -hmm. It's like the difference between a hard cut, which they perceive any interaction with us to be, and fading into it. Like Mm. redirect being learning how to redirect in conversations is hard to do, but Mm. it's a invaluable skill as an ally and anyone who's working in a not professional not as setting. an ally,
1: as a person of color too yeah. you know what I mean? Like a lot of answers we have for people or the way that we react to things is you have to redirect it or it's yeah. just going to blow up, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what, even though it's annoying, even if you speak up for yourself first and then somebody has your back, that's better than you speaking up and nobody saying anything yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So literally these situations, these conversations are all about working together. Yeah. Like, we need you. Again, the the power needs to be shifted from somewhere. So it's not just us being like, oh, you know what? That hurt my feelings. We need someone to be like, yeah, that was really disrespectful. And you should not say that.
0: Read the room because you know that we're reading the room before we're even in the room. Mm -hmm. Once you're in that setting, as we've said before, there are many opportunities to have whatever power you may have gained from this interaction completely stripped away. So your position isn't so much of giving us your power or giving us anything. It's more bridging the gap between two potentially different
1: ideologies. Hmm. back <laughs> Yeah, so... I think that goes to us, how to take up space, if we just want to throw facts out there. In summary is, to an extent, I feel like you have to ignore that you're the only black person in the room, or you have to ignore that part of you that's being like, wants to be hyper aware (laughs) of that. It's like, yes, you can acknowledge that you're the only black person in the room, but you don't necessarily know how that's going to go until things actually happen right because people could be super accepting of you mm-hmm. you can have a phenomenal time people could be like you're brilliant at the end of the day it might take time for them to acknowledge you as a person or like figure out who you are but you also have to be that person for you to give them that perception of you
2: i'm sure everybody said the phrase uh, fake it until you make it yes, yes. and it's so hard because majority of people, if you are not rude but forceful or strong personality, people will follow you. Yeah. The method I suggest is being purposeful. So Emma Greed, she's the CEO of Good American. She founded it with oh, Khloe cool. Kardashian. I know y'all hate oh, the yeah, Kardashians. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But really? um, I- <laughs> yes, I'm talking to you. Um, I stand for the Kardashians, but in an interview with Fast Company, she suggested going forward, like purposefully going forward into those white spaces and acting like race doesn't matter. Yeah, um, I like that. And yeah. if you run into somebody there where there's an issue, deal with it. So all those methods that we suggested yeah. just now, utilize the one that works the best for you and then most important of all, moving forward. And then she had a really good quote. She said, someone has to come first and be the first black person in that office. At some point, you've just got to move forward and not give a shit. Yeah, That yeah, is like basically that. how I run life. Sure. Ramallah- yeah. yeah so that would be my suggestion don't be afraid to be the first because yeah. we need' the, you're first. the first
1: that you're literally paving a way for other people to absolutely
2: through, and so. then and then, when people because Emma also did say that the majority of people that apply to good American are. Women and people of color Because Mm -hmm. they see that she's made it And she's going to support the community Mm -hmm. So if you make it, if you are the first Do a service And also provide that
1: opportunity To other
2: people so they can be their first
1: Mm -hmm. The last thing I could say is You can walk away from spaces, people Anything that you don't like or is making you feel Uncomfortable
2: (laughs) Don't feel like you have to You can can quit your job, you
1: can walk away If someone's making you uncomfortable, you can literally dip you are in control of your own life so
2: issue one yeah. no thanks and keep it moving
1: yeah.
0: There, there's it. power in the I'm just going to be quiet here for a minute until I have something that's not going to be as draining or taxing as this right now because It's entirely true that some spaces are just not going to open up. If the people (laughs) in power in that space are actually determined to not have you there, you're going to feel it. Mm -hmm. Once you've accepted that, then we keep it nice and professional. We keep it polite. And you know what? There'll be other interviews. There will be other jobs. There will be other social events. Cool. But But that's also an opportunity to
2: maybe it's time to create your own. Exactly. That's how a lot of really inventive companies have come, that people
0: work somewhere else. And you know what, too? You doing that in that moment, um, just going with what you know, which is being your professional polite self, could be the nudge that that person needs to check themselves on their own. Hmm. They could be operating on some... Outdated information, like they met somebody who snapped at them once, and now mm-hmm. they are on guard the whole time. But because they met you and you were you mm-hmm. authentically and break those stereotypes, you broke it down. You yeah. didn't have to do or say anything, really.
2: Mm-hmm. Stereotypes, as much as people hate them, they're fragile as fuck. I know, but even <laughs> then, stereotypes fulfill a need within you know yeah. human nature and our behavior. We it's do how, it to protect ourselves, exactly, and to make snap decisions or quick decisions. Mm-hmm. So. Being that person in a professional environment and providing that positive stereotype, you're actually doing a service, like such a large service, so that anybody you work with, anybody you come into contact with, you serve as an inspiration.
0: Yeah. Plus, it's always cool as hell when those spaces that... were maybe closed off before people decide. Hey, you know what? I saw that she went and did this. Like, let's work together now. And now suddenly, it's not just what you made; it's mm. what they made. And now there are two people making some cool shit together.
1: Yeah. yeah r- random
2: uh, example. Yeah. So there's. Co- I don't know if you guys. So you guys heard of Booster Juice? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like not necessarily a people of color friendly company. Yeah. Um, and when I first started working there in college, it wasn't. It was not so many people of color working there, but so I worked there, met up with so many people, ran into so many people who said they hadn't met people of color or a person of color like me, and when I left for four years after, in any situation that I would react in a certain way, they were like, oh, so you're pulling a Carrie Ann three years after I left. Leave that impression with people, and they will take it. It becomes how they make basis of other people of color Mm -hmm. so they just expected other people to be a positive influence they expected other people to be kind they expected other people and right there you just rewrote the stereotype exactly for all those people that i worked with remember years after i left they were still saying this and expecting this of other people so do do yourself a service do the community a service all
1: right. So I hope you guys got something out of this podcast. I think I don't know if I've heard anyone talk about really how they feel as the only black person in the, in the room. So I hope you gained some insight. And, um, yeah, we're just out here to support people, whether you be a person of color or not. We are just looking to create inclusive space ourself mm-hmm. like it is called it's a sisterhood but if you're a sister you're in the sisterhood <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah just continue to be allies like continue to work for each other and if you're a person of color continue to be confident in yourself and go take up space and be who you want to be and all that lovey-dovey gross stuff people mm-hmm. talk about all the time
2: also uh, be an ally yourself yeah you see yeah. another person of color in the room, go yeah. and say hi. Yeah. We can be that person's ally.
1: Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah. So I think that's it. So as you know, sometimes we do serious minute. We need to get better at that. (laughs) Oh my god. But I think that was all pretty serious. So take everything that we've said, digest it as a person, and come back to us and tell us how you feel. And always remember it's not a competition, it's a sisterhood. Until next time guys, see you later.
0: Yeah.